0: This is episode 272 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are, How to Survive When Prepping Just Isn't Enough, and Some Suggestions for Beginning Preppers. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 272. I'm glad that you are joining us today. Hey, um, you have a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. Have you ever just thought that, uh, man, just the world, there's something, there is craziness. I mean, come on. I I don't even know how to explain it anymore. Uh, sometimes it's even scary I I don't want to say scary, but it's just like you watch the news and you're just like, you're dumbfounded. Um, you know, earlier today, before I got on, I was, uh, watching, uh, I was watching or looking at Twitter, Twitter and saw the, the bridge in Florida collapse. I don't know if you are familiar with that or if you heard of that, But uh, there was a a bridge with uh, people walking on it that collapsed. And it's like the last number that I heard was like six to seven people might have died. I mean, this is like cement, like crashing on you. It's it's crazy. But uh, so you got that kind of going on. Um, They're really ramping up, man. I don't know what is going on. They're really ramping up rhetoric against Russia. And you're getting it from all over the place. Like today I saw... Uh, a news article on you know US blaming Russia for cyber attacks against the energy grid and it's just you know it just keeps coming and you just wonder what the heck is going on you got retail apocalypse in some situations but then on in others you don't like I, I uh, posted I actually took a screenshot of uh, the dollar you know uh, I guess it was Fox News I'm not sure what it was I, I think I was looking at the, the stock market on, on my phone. I took a snapshot of, uh, something that's dollar general bucks trends to open 900 new stores. And uh, I posted it over on the Facebook group and, and, you know, people were chiming in and, and saying, you know, Hey, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot, a lot to this. You know, somebody was saying that, um, dollar general, they usually put these stores in places where the median, Uh, income level is $30,000 right so that that says a lot there then someone mentioned that uh, they they've noticed that these stores are popping up in small towns that are too small to have like a Walmart but they do need something and actually that is something that I completely identify with because this week we took a run up to the country And uh, saw a Dollar General. Actually, it was a Family Dollar store, not Dollar General. Family Dollar store. I guess it's the kind of this, you know, in in the same uh, vein as Dollar General. Uh, That was that was it was brand new in one of the small towns that we passed. And uh, you know, it was like, wow, that's that's very very interesting because we we haven't seen that before. Before you know, if you were in this small town, you would have to go to the next bigger town to go to, uh, you know, to a Walmart or something along those lines. But now, uh, this little small town has that family dollar or dollar general or whatever in there, but they're, they're popping up where, you know, people are, are, you know, the median income is, is very, very small compared to cities, you know? And so you, you have that, you know, where the, the, the stores that are increasing, are the ones that are catering to the to the lower level right and uh, sometimes they have good stuff other times you know the they're the the things that are selling uh that they're selling aren't the highest quality but it's stuff that people can get by with temporarily right so a lot of craziness going on in the world and it just always gets me back to number one I'm so thankful that I have faith in Jesus Christ because that is the key for me, you know, knowing that this world is not all there is. This world is just temporary. But on the other side, past that is also, uh, and, and I'm not trying to say that that's not important. My faith is, and you've heard me before, faith is number one for me. That's the most important thing. But on the other side, as we live in this world, as we live in this world until Jesus comes back, there is good reason to prep. There's good reason to be prepared. There's good reason to, you know, to to pay attention to what's going on there and uh, to be ready for what might be coming because there's always some craziness going on there and it just seems like there's so many balls in the air right now. And I don't mean to be like a wet blanket here at the end of the week, but uh, it just kind of feels like that sometimes. Um, our first article, and I'm going to go ahead and jump right in, I almost did not, you know, in on that whole not wanting to be a wet blanket uh idea i almost didn't read this article and or choose this article to read on the podcast because it might feel overwhelming for some people so i'm going to read it and then i'm going to come back and, and I've, of course i have some uh some words after this but anyway it comes to us from the organicprepper.com it's uh from daisy luther and it's entitled how to survive when prepping just isn't enough so let's go ahead and read this one Have you ever noticed a sense of urgency in the prepping community lately? Maybe it's the tensions with North Korea. Maybe it's the slow motion collapse of the brick and mortar retail industry. Maybe it's a contagion from the other places around the world that are actively preparing for the potential of nuclear war. Whatever the reason, it seems like natural disasters are becoming more catastrophic lately and experts are ringing the warning bell about our economy. Really, it's only a matter of time before our world changes dramatically. Many of us have stocked our homes to the rafters with beans, rice, bullets, and band-aids. Each trip to the store adds more to our stockpiles as we try to get what we need before time runs out. Newbie preppers are feeling even more frantic, wondering how to get prepared when each week it takes more money to put less in the grocery cart. If you're new to preparedness, here's a little primer with some great links. But if you read Jose's articles last week about the things he could never have prepared for in Venezuela, it is very clear that merely stockpiling is not enough. No matter how many cases of green beans you have stored away, one day they will run out. We have become so dependent on the buy-it-as-you-need-it lifestyle that despite our food storage, there are still gaps that must be filled. And the only way to fill these gaps is to take things a step beyond prepping. And that step is self reliance. Self reliance is defined as the ability to provide for oneself without the help of others. No amount of stockpiling gives you true self sufficiency. That can only be garnered from combinations of skills, supplies, attitudes, and habits that mean the difference between a person with a great pantry and a true survivor. Self reliance is what will save you when. The grocery stores close their doors or become so expensive that people cannot afford to shop. The banks go on an indefinite holiday after draining depositors' savings accounts and pension funds. Electricity and heat on demand become so expensive that only the wealthy can afford them. Medical care no longer exists for the average person. and a natural disaster, an act of terror, a nuclear strike or EMP completely irrevocably changes our way of life the list could go on and on and you could probably add a dozen different scenarios of impending doom yourself. Self-reliance, unlike prepping, doesn't cost a lot of money. It's about planning and acquiring basic skills and tools. But more importantly, it's about putting your plan into practice before you have no other option but to do so. Because trust me when I tell you that if your plan is to open up your bucket of seeds when you've never gardened before or hunt. Dear, when you've never hunted before you will be in for a rude and probably deadly awakening self-reliance is a lifestyle and to be successful at it you need to start living it now what would you do if you could never go to a store again if you could never have utilities provided by a supplier again what if you were truly on your own forever for some situations prepping just isn't enough As Jose warned us, there are some situations you simply can't prep for. And for those situations, you must be self-reliant and realistic. To truly embrace a self-reliant lifestyle, you have to take a good hard look at what is available around you and focus your efforts there. Most of us aren't going to have a cow in milk at all times. Bananas aren't going to be a common food unless you live in Hawaii. Think locally and embrace your resources instead of trying to maintain a life exactly like the one you have right now. That's why, right now, wherever you live, you must develop self-reliant plans for the following necessities. Water. Clean drinking water is one of the most important requirements for survival. Now is the time to figure out how you will get water if your stored water runs out. Some ideas might be rain barrels, which are illegal in some states. Less obvious water collection containers like pools and ponds. Don't forget the roof if you live in an apartment building. Ways to purify the water you've collected when you purchase a filtration device. Don't forget to stock up on extra filters and repair kits. Locate nearby lakes, rivers, and streams and have a way to manually move the water like a hand cart, wagon, or even a baby stroller and wells, including non-electric pumps. Food production. Many people believe that they will just be able to stick some seed in the ground and feed their families year round. It isn't that easy. You can only learn the foibles of your bit of ground through trial and error. It takes a lot more veggies than most people think to feed a family for a year. Anything from a blight to bad weather to a horde of hungry bunnies can wipe out all of your hard work and leave you without a bite to store away. Look into some of these methods. This article talks about how to gross a survival garden and what to do if your garden fails. Gardening in your backyard or on a balcony. An aquaponics or hydroponic system. Raising chickens, rabbits, and other micro-livestock in your backyard. Sprouting. Hunting and foraging, a nice supplement to your diet, but a risky plan for long-term survival when everyone else has the same idea. Full-scale farming and homesteading. Rooftop gardening. Greenhouses and cold frames. In the event of a break in the supply system, start working on your garden immediately. If it fails, you will still have your stockpiled supplies to rely on. Food preservation. Not all of us are lucky enough to live in a place where we can grow food outdoors all year long. For the rest of us, food preservation is a lifeline in the winter. A few basic supplies and tools are needed. Just like food production, it's important to practice food preservation and work out the kinks now, while you still have moderately affordable groceries as a backup. As well, this allows you to rely on healthy, non-GMO foods instead of the inexpensive, highly processed garbage at the stores. Learn the following skills. Canning. Check out my book, The Prepper's Canning Guide. Freezing. Good only if the grid is working dehydrating and drying, check out the Prepper's Dehydrator Handbook, pickling, fermentation, salting and curing, root cellaring, this article will help. Reduce dependence on utilities. Whether you live in the country or in a high-rise apartment, you need to take steps to reduce your dependence on electricity at the flip of a switch, water from the tap, heat from the thermostat, and cooking at the turn of a dial. Your priorities are water, sanitation, Heat, electrical power, lights, refrigeration, or other methods of safe food storage, and cooking methods. Every situation is unique, so start now to amass the necessary tools to meet your needs should the lights go out on a long term basis. My personal plan is very low tech since my budget doesn't include generators and thousands of gallons of fuel. Personal defense this is the sticking point for many people. But if you can't defend your supplies, your home, and your garden, you don't really have them at all. You are just using them until someone better armed or tougher comes and takes these things away from you. Look at Argentina's economic collapse as an example of what could happen. Violent crime there increased by 35% in one year. One study went so far as to call property crime a tool of redistribution. Quote, overall, these results suggest that property crimes have been used as a redistributive tool for the poorest to compensate for their impoverishment during the last decade and in particular during the ultimate crisis in Argentina. End quote. As both Selco and Jose will affirm, defending your property is essential to survival in a world without the rule of law. Some solutions for personal defense arm yourself and learn to use your weapon of choice. Here's why I believe that preppers need a gun. Stock up on ammo while it's still available have secondary methods of defense in which you are proficient. Learn basic hand-to-hand self-defense skills. Home security. Not only should you be prepared to defend your home, but you should try to avoid the fight in the first place by securing your property. Make your property less accessible by fencing it. Install heavy doors and reinforced frames. Install sturdy brackets to hold a bar in place on either side of the door. Growing thorny inhospitable plants under windows and on fences. Place alarms on windows and doors. Install security cameras even if they are fake and just have a blinking light. Keep a low profile if no one else has lights or power. Cover your windows thoroughly so that they cannot see what you have in them. Don't be ostentatious. Keep your property looking similar to everyone else's in your neighborhood. Keep all windows and doors securely locked. Consider the potential necessity of standing watch in in shifts if the situation has thoroughly devolved. Jose has advice on securing your property and Selco has suggestions for making your property seem less desirable and eye-catching to criminals. Learn to deal with medical issues. If you rely heavily on the medical system, you could be in for a lot of trouble when that system is no longer available. But there are things you can do. Learn first aid. Take a volunteer paramedics class. Learn about herbalism so you can create your own medicines. Here is the very best course I know of and it's designed with preppers in mind. Collect references to use when medical care is not available. Start with preppers natural medicine. Pick up necessary tools like thermometers, stethoscopes, scalpels, dental tools, etc. Change your perspective on money making some difficult changes now can help to provide a more stable standard of living in a world that is going downhill at breakneck speed by decreasing your monthly output you can hang on to necessities redefine what necessities mean to you get your money out of the banks convert fiat currency to tangibles like seeds ammo food medical supplies real estate and precious metals pay off debt this article can help Reduce your monthly expenditures to the bare minimum. Here's how to cut your fixed expenses. Spend more time at home. Learn to enjoy productive hobbies. Prepare for a potential barter-based economy. What skills do you have that could be traded for essential goods and services? Selco shares the reality of barter and trade in an SHTF situation. If you're serious about embarking on a journey to hardcore frugality, Subscribe to my monthly newsletter, The Cheapskate's Guide to the To the Galaxy. Your savings are guaranteed. This is how you survive that for which you cannot prep. No matter how much food you buy, it may not be enough to get you through difficult times that could lie ahead. And stop watching for a massive event. Instead of a huge, life-changing calamity, consider that it may be the culmination of many small events rising prices and lower incomes and the deliberate erosion of our self-sufficiency that caused the end of the world as we know it. The lists above aren't comprehensive. They are jumping off points to apply to your own situation. Wherever you are planted, whether it's in a big city, a rural farm, or a nice neighborhood in suburbia, you need to make a plan that fits where you are right now. Figure out now how to make the best of it and not only survive with your family but thrive. Ask the people in Greece whether they regret not having stocked up on food supplies when those items were abundantly available. Ask the people in Argentina whether they feel the need to be armed against roving gangs and home invaders. Ask the people of Venezuela whether they wish they had some backyard chickens and a vegetable garden. Hunger, cold, crime, and fear are the daily realities in many countries that once enjoyed a similar standard of living to that of the average North American. Our debt-based standard of living is unsustainable, and we must be able to connect these trends with what is happening in your own country in order to see the need for preparation. Today, we still have stores at every corner, reliable utilities, and social safety nets in place. These may soon become a thing of the past, and if we wait before working on our self reliance skills, the window of opportunity may slam shut. When I tell you to focus on self reliance, please understand that I'm not suggesting that you stop prepping. Your stockpile is vital insurance that can help to cushion you when things go downhill. But along with your food storage and your rocket stoves and your medical supplies, begin creating a self sufficient lifestyle that will carry you far beyond what mere prepping ever could. So let me talk a little bit about um, about this article. I completely b- believe in everything that Daisy wrote here. I mean, it's, it's right on and I uh, completely agree with it. Um, when I first started prepping, uh, and the, just hang in, there, hang in there with me just for a second. When I started prepping, I, when I started looking at things I, I didn't do the let me prep for a week thing here or a month thing here. I was looking long term because my idea, right, when when I started to think about it and process it, when I started to take it to its ultimate conclusion, if we were really prepping for the poop hits the fan, you know, the the end of the world as we know it, then I didn't want to just prep for a month into it or I didn't want to just prep for a year into it. I wanted to be able to survive it and to move forward and to move past it. And sometimes you do see that, you know. Now, granted, we do talk about it. I just did the Facebook Live and I was talking about food storage. And I was talking about, you know, starting out with a week worth of food storage and then, you know, building that up to a month. So you have to have reasonable goals to set you, you can't just go from zero to, hey, I I, I don't know anything about self-reliance and, and, and self-sufficiency to all of a sudden I'll, I'm like, you know, I, I'm out living in the woods all by myself, right? You don't go there. You have to have goals. There's steps. That's why Daisy is talking about that now. You need to start now so that you can build on those skills and, and be able to get to that point. Because there are there's safety right now. You know, we have plenty of food that you can go to the grocery stores and get and, and, and all those kinds of things, right? Uh, this isn't you're not in dire straits right now. But that's the way that I thought. That's the way that I processed it all was I don't want to just survive for a year or have supplies for a year. I want to be able to get past it. And, and how do I do that? And so I was building and, and learning and putting, you know, gathering skills, you know, building my, my toolbox of skills up to be able to get to that place and, and, and move beyond just that year the problem is, is that it can feel overwhelming for a lot of people. So if you're new to preparedness, which I know many people are because of the podcast, you know, uh, I hear from you all the time. Like, Hey, thanks, Todd. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. I, I I'm new to preparedness. Um, you know, all those kinds of things. When you hear something like this, it can be very, very overwhelming because you go from, okay, I want to be prepared for, and a lot of the times we start out with natural disasters, right? I want to be uh, prepared for a hurricane. So I live, uh, you know, on the, on the Gulf Coast. I live in Houston, Texas. So we have hurricanes. I want to be prepared for a hurricane. But then at the same time, you hear things like, okay, well, what if the poop hits the fan, you know, the, the big one, right? And and so you got to be better prepared than just for a hurricane for that, right? You got to be able to to move way way beyond that. So it can be very overwhelming for someone who is new. And so I don't want you to get overwhelmed. Uh, and that's one reason why I almost didn't read this one here this this article because I want you to instead look at this and start saying, okay, there's some things maybe that I need to shore up now. If you are prepping for like, there's some people like, hey, actually, I received an email from someone who's like, uh, Mr. Sepulveda, can you add my uh, or, you know, I want to let you know about my website. Can you add it to your website? Um, I I don't prep for all the big, you know, SHTF. I prep more for the uh, the everyday common, you know, things that we deal with. Right. And so that's needed. Right. That's important. A lot of the times that's the starting point. But it, when you get into preparedness for a little while, you start realizing, you start seeing how fragile our world is. And some of the things that Daisy said at the very beginning of this article, some of the things that I mentioned, you know, and how crazy this world is, gets you to thinking, you know what, I might need to be better prepared than just for a hurricane or just for a blizzard or just for the lights going out for a week, you know, blackouts or whatever. I might need to be prepared you know, for longer term, I, I need, I might need to build some skills here. And so I really wanted to read this and not overwhelm you, but instead get you thinking about what would you need for long, long term, right? What would you need for the long term, for the long run? And and sometimes it's like, you know, you try to picture what it would look like in your mind. And a lot of, a lot of the times we go to movies that we've seen or, or books that we've read Sometimes those can be really scary. Right. But, you know, what would you need long term? What would you what would you need for the long, long haul if if you were in that situation? And it's not necessarily gear that we're talking about. It's not supplies that we're talking about. It's about skills. Uh, You know, what kind of skills do you need to be able to do that? And so uh, I appreciate this article. Completely believe in it. This is kind of where I'm at. But I don't want to overwhelm you. We, you need to start somewhere. You need to, you know, think about where you're at. You need to plan. You need to assess your skills and and kind of be purposeful about building these skills, uh, you know, uh, inside of you. I know a problem will be that if you if you prep and you believe in prepping and or being self reliant. But none of your family does i know that that can be very uh you know a problem for you because you'll be trying to do hobbies and or or you know trying to do some of these uh skills and add them and uh, they'll be like hey what's what are you doing what's going on but i mean you can do some of these like gardening you can get away with just hey i want to be healthier right uh, going out and, and hunting hey I want to put some meat on the on the table in the freezer it saves us a little bit of money and I'm going out with the guys and and you know th- different things like if you're if you're a golfer let me just say this I've never had the desire to want to play golf and I have an addictive personality I guess and so I don't want to play golf because I'm afraid I might like it I might want to play it all the time so but if you're playing golf there might be some enjoyment out of that but is there instead of doing that is there you know you're spending your money going out and 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 paying range fees and buying the, the 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 nicest clubs and balls and all that kind of stuff is there something else that you like just as much that you can you can be focusing on so maybe it's hunting or maybe it is fishing and and you like it just as much but at the same time that would be increasing your skill right I don't know. So just some thoughts there uh, about that. Don't get overwhelmed. But if you haven't started thinking about the long haul, you know what do you need to do? So that's over at theorganicprepper.com. There are a lot of links here that you can link to. Uh, man, just, there were so many. A lot of good, st- a lot of good stuff here that uh, you can come check out. And so like always, I will link to it in the show notes and you can come straight to Daisy's website and check it out. Now, on Fridays, I go into the or for the Friday podcast, I go into the Prepper website archives and I pull something from uh, from the archives that would be, uh, you know, interesting for the podcast. And because I was reading the article before I was reading Daisy's article, I decided to come over to the whole complete other side and find an article that was for beginners, right? Beginning preppers. And so this article comes to us from preparednessadvice.com. This is an old one written January 2014, and it's entitled Some Suggestions for Beginning Preppers. So let's go ahead and get into this one. I have been prepping in one form or another since my early 20s. I'm now 70 years old. When I started, we were called survivalists, not preppers. During this time, I have made many mistakes and went down the wrong rabbit hole a few times. When I was young, I put more stock in bugging out. As I got married and I raised a family, this changed. Bugging out with young children is a completely different thing than when you are single. Even today, while we are in good health and physically active, we are limited by older parents that are in their 90s and young grandchildren. You just don't leave family. This means that you have to plan to overcome these problems. Each of us has to solve these for ourselves. My solution will not fit most of you, and besides, there's always the problem of operational secrecy. If everybody knows your plans, it won't work. One mistake that I made when I was young was trying to keep my food storage limited to just a few items. I figured that when I got hungry, I would eat anything. After trying to live on a very limited diet, I can tell you it does not work well. For all you people who have a basement full of ramen noodles, rice, beans, and wheat, I hope you have some seasoning. Appetite fatigue is real. Very few people can get by well on a boring diet. There are things that you can do to solve this. Learn to make different things like tomato ketchup. Somebody told me that making things like that or storing seasonings was a waste of time. My wife dries a variety of peppers, vegetables, and fruits. These are used for seasoning the food. Drying takes up less room and easier to store. You may be one of the people that can spend a year eating rice and beans, but I am not. I need a variety in my diet. Let me just comment really quickly here. I, I completely uh, agree with uh, you can have appetite fatigue, but that please do not take this as means to not store rice and beans because if that was the last thing you had to eat rice and beans are very cheap they store for a very very long time and if that well you had nothing else to eat and you were hungry doesn't matter if you were you had appetite fatigue or not you're going to eat that right and so if if you are hungry one thing when people say appetite fatigue is they still have the option of eating other foods their other options are available to them but if you were in a situation where there was nothing else, complete nothing else, and you had rice and beans, you would eat that because you would be hungry. Now, I completely agree with the seasonings. You need to have seasonings. They're, they are so cheap and they're so readily available. You can stock them, uh, you know, just, you know, spend a little bit of money doing that. But then also the dehydrating of the, the peppers and, and using that, it just makes a whole lot of sense. So I completely agree there. All right, let's continue on. There are many ways to accomplish this. One is learning to can and produce your own foods. Canning meat was one main project last year. Of course, you use what you have, so rotate the new ones to the back. If you have them on a shelf instead of boxes, put a safety bar in front so they don't fall off in case of an earthquake. I now look at things we learn to do as tools in a large toolbox. To fix something you don't always need every tool but it is nice to have the ones you need I, I love that way of looking at it where you just you're adding things to your toolbox you might not always need it but when you do need it it's there now i'm not saying that you should not plan for all possibilities and that includes bugging out but keep everything you do in balance start out with the important things like food water shelter medical and self-defense A word of warning when it comes to firearms, don't go crazy and accumulate way more than you ever need and do not violate the law. We all have a tendency to think in terms of major disasters when we store our preps. However, remember that you can use them for many small emergencies, unemployment, financial emergencies like major medical bills, etc. Don't just sit back and say I'm ready because you're never going to be ready. Being a prepper is a lifestyle the most important things that you can collect is knowledge. Be sure and practice what you have learned. All right. So like I said, a very short article here, but complete opposite of what Daisy was saying as far as, you know, have balance and all those kinds of things. But it's still, they still talk about the same exact thing. They still talk about make sure that, you know, because Daisy's article is more about, you know, focusing on the long term. Here towards the end he's talking about hey don't forget that you're prepping even for small emergencies but they still boil down to the same thing is gaining knowledge and building your skills and how important that is so learning where you're at or knowing where you're at and then learning those skills to help better yourself you know to be more self-reliant whether you are an experienced prepper or you are beginning prepper that is the way to go and so I love this and there's one reason why I, I chose to, to read this one because it is for it, it is with the beginning prepper in mind, but it, it goes down to the same thing. It's it, it comes down, it boils down to gaining skill. I mean you can you can add all the gear, you can add all the food storage, you can gain add all of that, but you need to gain knowledge and you need to gain skill you need to add tools to your mental toolbox to your to your abilities right to your knowledge so that you can um, use them when you when you need them so they're there you might not ever use them you might not ever need to dig into that toolbox but if you do they are there you're able to use it you're able to uh, to use it to survive to help your family to help your kids to survive and to thrive So, good points here. Again, that's over at preparednessadvice.com. I'm going to link to this one as well. Well, guys, that's it for episode 272 and a whole nother week of podcast episodes in the books. I'm so glad for you being a part of the podcast and listening. I do appreciate all of your kind words and your reviews. And if you haven't given us a review on iTunes, I really do appreciate it when you do that because it does help to get. The, the message of the Prepper Website Podcast out there and helps people to get more prepared. And that's what we want to be about. We want to help other people do that as much. Hey, I want to let you know that when I first started Prepper Web, the Prepper Website Podcast, the email list that I started had attached to it uh, a small or mini e-course that you would get sent to your email when you registered for uh, the email list. And so after a while, I switched it out with, you know, uh, uh, prepper kits that, you know, my friends had sent to me. And, uh, you know, I I put that together in a PDF and would send that out to people that would register. But I just felt recently like I needed to put that e course back into play. And so I did that. I've been working on it this week and, and put that back into play. So if you are not part of the email list, then feel free to come on over to any of the websites right prepper website the prepper website podcast ed that matters and you'll get the pop-up and you can just register and you'll get uh you'll you'll be registered for the email list but then also you'll automatically go into the free e-course the e-course it'll emails will start coming to you right away right the e-course is called build a more self-reliant life And so, uh, hopefully you, if you haven't been part of the email list, you can come and be a part of that and get that mini course sent to you. Those of you that are already part of the email list and you weren't part of those that, that joined at the very beginning, you did receive an email, uh, today or, you know, this week that, uh, will allow you to click on a link and get you enrolled into that email course and so nobody misses out i don't want anyone to miss out on this free email course so because i'm I'm hoping that it'll help someone and uh out there and, and help you to be better prepared and live a more self-reliant life and so i uh, just want to kind of throw that out at out there if you're not uh yet registered for the email list you can you can do that hey guys if you haven't shared out our uh episodes before we make it very easy for you to do that Uh, when you come over to the prepper website podcast we have all the social media outlets there you can kind of just click on on one of those and, and you know go straight to facebook and share out our podcast and we really do appreciate when you do that And then also, while you're there, if you haven't, I'd love to connect with you on social media. So you can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I always love uh, connecting with listeners out there. So, uh, you know, feel free to do that. And then also, don't forget that you can be part of the Facebook group. This weekend, when you are missing the Prepper Website podcast episodes, hey, don't forget that you can come over to Prepper Website and we have tons of preparedness. Uh, articles there every single day uh, 24 7 seven. we're updating those uh, every evening and so you never miss out on new preparedness content so uh, we welcome you to come over to prepperwebsite.com and uh, you know get more preparedness content over the weekend well guys i hope you have a great weekend i hope you get to rest and relax and uh, add some knowledge to your toolbox that would be great with that choose to live a more self-reliant life Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.